0: All right, it is uh, Matt Mosley's show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas, and the newest member of the Baylor coaching staff. Uh, We talked to the offensive uh, members, the uh, new O-line coach, Coach Mateos, and then Coach Grimes, uh, both coming from BYU, and now uh, Kevin Curtis, arrives from just a little north of Waco, where he's been at SMU. Kevin Curtis joining the staff as the Baylor's new cornerbacks coach and replacing Brian Stewart. Kevin, welcome to Waco. I hope you've, uh, you're have you getting settled in, and uh, appreciate you being on the show today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I am getting settled in. It's been uh, a smooth transition, so I'm excited.
0: Well, it's uh, – it's exciting to have you, and um, I, I tell you, this is a uh, – it's, it's its really uh, an interesting team you have coming back. You've seen some of these Baylor players that maybe had a chance to, to go pro have elected to come back. And so uh, I would say, uh, Kevin, I mean, from afar, you probably knew what was going on with, with Coach Rule and, and – uh, Saw that 11-win season, and then last year the COVID uh, hit, and it just impacted everybody. Um, is it is it kind of cool to be back in the Big 12? For people that don't know, Kevin, you played uh, at Texas Tech and then went on to play in the NFL. But uh, you've had stints coaching at Tech all the way back to... Uh, I think crossing paths back in the day with Dave Aranda. So it, it is amazing, Kevin, in the in the coaching fraternity, how things go kind of full circle. What do you remember about Dave Aranda from the first time you guys crossed paths?
1: When uh I was a player, uh he was G.A. he came in when Mike Leach uh came in, he was with Greg McMack. And uh he was always a smart guy. Uh you could always tell that. And he was always uh, he was a thinker. And so um, uh, he was great to be around and actually when uh, Cliff Kingsbury got the job back at Texas Tech and we all went back, we were trying to convince uh, Coach Aranda to leave Utah State at the time to come to come to be the defensive coordinator and then uh, he got the opportunity to go to Wisconsin so uh, uh, he, he went there but um, we, we were trying to get him then and so we always knew um, he was a great defense of mine and uh, a great football mind and, and then a great person on top of
0: that well and and that had to be quite an experience you've you've been you've played under interesting coaches you've uh you've coached under uh different uh, different personalities but uh going all the way back uh kevin what was that what was that like when when mike leach uh when that you know when he took over i i uh, I I can't remember if you were still there. There's a famous speech he made, and I'm, I'm I think it was after actually beating Baylor years ago. But I would say, Kevin, that um, over all the years, you'll probably never encounter uh, a character quite like Mike Leach.
1: Yeah, he, he he was definitely a different guy. He would definitely uh, say whatever came to his mind. Uh, <laughs> good guy, um, but you know, he was just he was a thinker, and so. But you never know where his thoughts are going. And sometimes your thoughts and his thoughts are you know, two different books. But uh, uh, he's done an amazing job on the uh, football field. And um, you can see by his treat, uh, he's definitely made an impact in college football.
0: Now, did he ever get you interested in Pirates or any of these things that he would uh, be reading up on? Or did you, did you have uh, – I, I would assume you had other interests.
1: I had other interests, uh, so uh, the Pirates thing <laughs> that was just for him. So,
0: uh. <laughs> yeah, he uh, at, at uh, all his stops. It's been interesting, and <clears throat> boy, the uh, uh, that 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 those that, that was a really interesting staff. Aranda was there at some point around that time. Of course, uh, Art Bryles was getting uh, his his college coaching feet wet there at texas tech so i I, you've just been you know you've been exposed and been around some really uh, uh innovative coaches over the years now kevin i some of those tech defenses as you became a coach i'm just talking about a few years ago i mean um the takeaways that you've had not only at tech but at SMU, I, I'm just curious kind of your philosophy uh, that would suggest for as many uh, pass breakups and as, as takeaways as you've gotten over the years from your guys, your both uh, safeties and, and cornerbacks, that that is just a huge point of emphasis for you. How much, how much do you talk about that? When you get these guys in spring practice, how huge of an emphasis will that be? Uh, daily,
1: that that is a daily emphasis. Um, we do a little warm up where they're learning to play the ball in different ways, and it's huge for me. So that's something that we do every day. It's an everyday drill, and then something, some form of, of, of a takeaway will be done every day. And so those are things that, like after the end of every one of my meetings, I'm going to show a couple of um, NFL clips of uh, of, a, of a DB playing the ball and then also somebody attacking the ball, getting the ball out, whether they're punching the ball out, whether they're stripping, ripping. Um, So those are very uh, uh, important to me. And so uh, those change the the complexion of the game. As a DB, you're always going to be in position. A lot of times you're in position to make a play. It's just going to be on, did you make the play? And so we can't just be there and not make the play. And so I I put it on myself that I want to make sure I teach them that every position they could possibly be in, it's something that we've worked on and stressed, um, so when it happens in the game, they can relax and just make the play. And then with the turnovers, that you just have to emphasize it, and every time you can't miss an opportunity to try to punch at the ball or rip at the ball in practice.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting talking to Kevin Curtis, Baylor's new cornerbacks coach. Kevin, when you when you were playing in the NFL, you were drafted by the uh, the ers um When I think back on that era. Uh, I think back to Peanut Tillman, known for punching the ball out for Chicago all those years. Who who are some of the guys, Kevin, when you're doing cut-ups and you want to show your players guys that are really good at it, is there Are there a couple of guys that have stood out to you over the years?
1: Um, You know, what I do is PFF uh, is, is great to have. And so you can make a cut-up and you can get every contested ball or every forced fumble in the NFL. And so I go through that whole. Cut up, and I get out clips that pertain to us, and so they get a chance to watch everybody. And there are some guys that really take pride of, like, all right, the ball is caught, and they're going to punch the ball out. And so now it's incomplete. And so showing those guys over and over and over again, and then repping it, and then just um, you have to praise the behavior that you want. And so you make a big deal about that when they're when they're doing what you ask them to do. Uh, You want to catch those guys doing it right. Instead of trying to correct everything, you want to catch them doing it right and make it where they feel so good about doing things the way uh, you want it and that they they continue to do it.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Kevin Curtis, the uh, new cornerbacks coach for uh, Baylor. You know, you had uh, a player that transferred in, I believe it was from UCLA at SMU, Named Brandon Stevens, Kevin, and for people that don't know, Brandon is is a guy that's going to play in the NFL, and uh, and and really had some success for you at SMU. Broke up a lot of passes, made some interceptions, but he transferred in. He had been a running back uh, in college. What, what what did you see, Kevin? What did, as a coaching staff and, and as a as a position coach, what did you see in Brandon? And was there something in his past that that thought that you kind of had that vision for him as a player and, and what allowed him to have so much success?
1: Well, this is the thing. is for, for As a coach, I'm, I'm very open-minded. Um, back when I played, I was a high school quarterback, and um, Spike Dykes at the time would uh, take the better athletes on the team and move them over on defense. And so um, that's when you had the Marcus Combs. You had those type of guys that uh, were – great athletes and they played on the offense side of the ball um but they got moved over to defense something similar to what gary patterson used to do back in the day um so you're looking for really really great athletes and so brandon was, was a guy that is 220 225 um fluid hips but as a running back those guys normally keep their feet underneath you when they change direction so um And DB is a bunch of change direction. So he was really good at being able to keep his feet underneath and push off and and change direction. Um, And he was a guy that could run. He ran track in high school. And so when I got him, uh, he came probably two days into camp. Uh, He hadn't played DB. Um, And he did a phenomenal job of learning how to play DB, but then also learning the scheme at the same time. Um, When you're taking a guy that may not play that position – he can be raw in the position and maybe not have played it, but he has to be a smart guy that he's able to pick up information. And so we don't have to start from day one every single day. That Things that we talked about the day before we worked on, he's picked up and he's going to work on it extra on his own. And um, um, the next day we can take the next step. And so that's what you're looking for with those guys, guys that have the physical ability because we all want length, you know, it's great. And so where do you find those guys? So sometimes they're on the offensive side of the ball. They could be quarterbacks. They could be wide receivers. They could be running backs. Um, They could possibly even be safeties because in high school for me, I would say the best defensive guy, you know, in the secondary, I would probably try to put him at safety because he could be involved with a lot of action. So you just have to be open to just try to look for movements um, and, um and see if those guys are willing learners and guys that are are coachable. They can listen and do. And so Brandon uh you know, I gave him information but Brandon worked at it. And he uh is a smart guy and 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 he should have a really good NFL career. Uh, he has a chance to be really, really good. His best football is in front of him.
0: Well, anytime you bring up Marcus Coleman, you get my attention. Not only a Red Raider, but I'm a Lake Highlands guy. So, uh, uh, a a great Wildcat from the past, and then went on to play for Bill Parcells. So that is a uh, that that's a royalty around uh, around the state of Texas. Uh, talking to Kevin Curtis, the uh, new cornerbacks coach uh, for uh, uh, for the Baylor Bears. Go ahead, Stephen. Coach, kind of staying on that topic of athleticism, you have a, a guy in the secondary, and Kalen Barnes, who has world class speed. And I know some other guys that are also really fast. How much of an advantage is that when you have players um, that that have that kind of speed, and, and how that, can that help in playing the, the corner position?
1: Oh, it's big time. Um, you have makeup speed, and so uh, and then with with Kalen, like he has uh, he has length, he has long arms, and so he, all those things help. And so for him just like everybody else, what we're trying to do is just continue to perfect your craft. And so, um, um, anybody, whether you're a pro Tom Brady is always trying to perfect his craft. And so you have to understand that no matter where you are in this phase of the game, you're always trying to get better. And so you have natural ability and those guys have natural ability. And you're just trying to perfect your craft. So yes, speed is, is crucial. Um, you're in a lot of one-on-one opportunities and and the receivers are getting faster. And so, you having the ability to run with them uh, and catch up is always uh, a plus.
0: You know, uh, Kevin, I, I, uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun to see you. And next time we have you on, I want, I didn't warn you this time, but uh, I want your best because you're one of those rare guys that uh, you, you were around Spike Dykes, the dad, and then you coached under Sonny Dyke. so you've got to have some really good stories over the years. And um, I would say, Kevin, next time you're out recruiting, uh, just think of Spike. And that story he used to tell about, uh, you know, he'd be about 15 miles outside of town without without any gas, and he would have to kind of coast into town. And as long as he could just – that's how I learned it. If I was ever out of gas – you just wiggle your steering wheel a lot and that could maybe get the remnants of the gas so for some reason that's always stuck in my mind
1: <laughs> that is great. i've never heard that one but uh uh coach dykes uh he he was a great man and um uh, you know definitely gave me opportunity and uh there, there's little things that you can see um uh, with him and uh sonny you know uh, uh it was one day i remember when we played and Coach Dykes never got a plate. Coach Spike Dykes never got a plate, and so he'll go through the um, the, the lunch line and he'll just kind of pick off people's plates. And uh, one day we we're at a <laughs> recruiting event, and I saw Sonny do the same thing. Go, just didn't take a plate. Just kind of picked up a little bit. Picked up a little bit. I was like, that's his dad right there. So uh, that's <laughs> funny when you see those things.
0: Now, by the way, are you gonna are you gonna focus on? um obviously you got west texas ties you got ties all over the place you you spent some time in oklahoma but that time um uh y'all did a great job at smu really making it all about dallas and and reaffirming those ties that for whatever reason they had kind of been lost over the years are you going to focus on dallas or have have uh where, where is your recruiting focus going to be
1: yeah, I'll be, I'll be in Dallas. And I, I just think that anything, any advantage that you have is, um, um, obviously Baylor's a great university with academics, and then uh, the, the faith part, that, that you can feel people's faith here, and that, that's huge recruiting. But I think all, always um, you want to, if you can take advantage of local recruiting in the sense of it could be an hour away, it could be an hour and a half, wait, two hours away, because um, that allows families to get a chance to come to games and, and experience uh, the college experience with, with their uh, sons. And so um, if you can put a circle around that and make that, you know, a, we, keep, we keep the guys here, um, I think you always have an advantage. And I think that's what everybody's trying to do, is trying to keep guys that they have uh, geographical advantage with, um, keep, them, keep them close, and that's Dallas. But it's also Austin. We're not that far from Austin. We're not that far from Houston. And so uh, I think all those areas you have um, um, a distance where Baylor's located, has a great location. And that, that only can help in recruiting.
0: Well, I like your style. And, uh, you know, that's how Grant Taft used to do it. He would tell the moms. Uh, that their sons were going to be in Sunday school every, every uh, Sunday. And I don't know if the Methodists do that at SMU, but the Baptists still love to do that, uh, uh, Kevin. So uh, great having you on and uh, all the success to you and can't wait to get to know you in person.
1: Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.